When I first had the idea of doing a series of podcasts on ultra running, I thought they needed to be evergreen. No date on them, just to talk about the concepts and some of the personalities involved with them. That way they could be listened to without dating. But for what are quite obvious reasons, I'm going to timestamp this one. Start of April 2020. They say a third of the world's population is in lockdown. Though it feels like more than that. Everything has closed down, except your essentials. And in sports, everything is gone. The Premier League, through to the NBA, and even your local kids' football league. And for runners, there's no marathons, no park runs, and for some, depending on where they live, not even a jog in the park. So why is this a time for ultra running? Well, in times of need comes great creativity, and someone has got very creative. So my name is Dave Proctor. Um, I am an ultramarathoner from Canada. So Dave from Canada, he had an idea. A race done virtually over a huge distance and inviting the world. And it'll all be organized in just two weeks. We're all a bunch of dreamers. We're all a bunch of kind of free thinkers. We had some computer technical people on the line. We ended up having logistical people on the line. And we were like, yeah, we put together a, a quarantine backyard in which um, everybody does what we do with quarantines, uh, 6.7 kilometer loops every hour on the hour until there's one person left standing. So you've got your idea. You've got the people who can execute the idea. But how do you get it out there? Well, it's just plain old email marketing. Send an email to the best runners in the world. See what happens. So um, immediately I started getting responses back of, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then we made it public the next day and we're over 2,000 people. It's almost like that film starring Kevin Costner. Do you remember it? Field of Dreams and the famous line? Build it and they will come. Or in this case, build it and they will stay at home. But at the same time, become part of something completely unique. I'm still kind of trying to wrap, wrap my head around that. You know, I think that when we got, when we hit our 100, I thought, oh, well, okay, great, we're at 100. We're that's enough for a race. Cool, we're we're going to do this. Um, but then the, those hundred started sharing all their, you know, that they were going to do this, and this run was for free um, on their social media platforms. And then before we knew it, I think within within about four hours, it was at 400. And you're like, whoa, okay. Um, and then we started questioning one another, like, okay. Uh, what's our limit? <laughs> As the race built in numbers, it also spread further and further. This is Stephanie from Take Roots Consulting, who's an ultra runner and one of the organizers. They are everywhere. There's over 53 countries represented. So, you know, uh, geography is not my strong suit, but I can, you know, Iceland, Hong Kong, Australia, uh, Sweden, the UK, the US obviously and Canada are heavy on that front. Um, Philippines, you, you name it, it's probably on the list. People are racing everywhere and anywhere. And when they say anywhere, they do actually mean anywhere. Yeah, so um, I do know of one particular individual in Dubai who reached out on social media specifically to on the Bigs uh, backyard page and said, hey, Dave, is this gonna work? I can run 
from this room to that room to outside to whatever and I've mapped it out and it's exactly the distance that's required and ultimately you know this is a fun event and we want people to feel like they can participate regardless whether they're doing one lap or plan to be in it to the very end. It's a free to enter race so as you can imagine there's people who quite happily do one lap and there's some that will be so so competitive but the difference is with this race nobody knew it was coming. Remember, two weeks in the making, that is not enough time to be race ready. You know, I think the one thing that has that, 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 that we all have going for us, and this is what I sent in my original email, is I said, I'm not prepared for this. Uh, I've been building my fitness for a mid-May start, but it's in early April, and I'm not completely ready for this, but I guarantee you, you're not either. And that's the beauty of this thing. In a state of mutual unpreparedness, it kind of means everyone's prepared. Hi, I'm Richard McChesney, originally from New Zealand but now living in London, England and I'm doing the Backyard Quarantine Ultra, um, walking on a treadmill in my living room. I don't run anymore, I'm a long distance um, race walker um, and I actually happen to be the New Zealand record holder for all distances from 100 miles up to 500 kilometres. Alright, so we're saying unprepared, but we're not talking about people here who want to be sponsored for a 5k fun run or think a 10k is the peak of athletic achievement. There's unprepared, and there's unprepared. But despite the obvious fitness of a lot of the athletes, people still have to adapt. I've only bought the treadmill a week ago. Um, so originally, I was intending to do this outdoors when I first entered it, and then the UK government changed the rules and said you can only go outdoors once a day for exercise, and I thought going outdoors 24 times a day for exercise might be a bit much. So fortunately, um, uh, I looked on Gumtree and found that someone about two kilometres away from us um, was tr selling a treadmill. Treadmill sorted. You've got the place in the living room for it sorted. You've got your snacks and your meals sorted. But the rest of it, it's kind of staring into the abyss. Well, it's um, a little bit different than any other long distance race because you don't know how long it's going to last. And it's more like a tennis match. When they go out onto the tennis court, they don't know whether they're going to play a two set match or it's going to be five sets with each game going to tie break. So that's the way I look at it. This, you know, we don't really know whether it'll be over in 40 hours or whether you know, some people will still be going in 60, 70 hours. And to be honest, I have no idea how long I can go. So we're all set on start lines in over 50 countries. And one of the men charged with overseeing this for the next two, three days, maybe four, He's Daniel Bowie. I will be doing um, a variety of things, but the main thing will be managing the clock. So as you said, the, the, every hour upon the hour, the, the race starts again and over and over. And whoever keeps answering the whistle and showing up in the starting corral, as it's called, um, then, then we're going to go again. Now I've built 72 slides, 72... Um, possible slides so <laughs> that's me being very optimistic um preparations complete and this is the story of the quarantine backyard ultra
Normally before your race starts, you get a few announcements, health and safety, where the toilets are, that type of thing. For this race, a virtual race, it was a different type of announcement. Just a funny thing, um, any music in the background, YouTube will shut us down for any uh, <laughs> copyright music. So, on top of finding your course, marking your course out, oiling your treadmill, you also have to worry about copyright issues. As we've said, this race works in hours. Each hour, complete the distance, get ready for the next hour. And rather than starting with a gun, why not a cowbell? That's the sound that will start the race each hour. Not at the start line, but the corral. You're not at the corral and running, and the bell sounds, then the bell tolls for you. It's incredibly serious. Make sure you follow local restrictions in your area and do not do anything that will burden the healthcare system. When in doubt, call it quits early. Good luck, thank Have you fun. so much. Have fun! Two, one, go. The first 6.7 kilometers done, and through a combination of technical difficulties, lack of fitness, and maybe even just a few, meh, can't be bothered issues. Already, the numbers are down. Go, oh, thank you, and I'm out of here. Cheers. Lap follows lap, follows lap, and it's the grind. Run, rest, eat, then that bell. I think it looks like Sandra and Laz have called in on the elite feed here. Perfect. Do you guys want to say anything in the last 20 seconds before everyone heads out? Uh, no. Now that man you can hear there is Lazarus Lake. Gary Cantrell to his family. He's the man behind the Barclays Marathons. A race so brutal, for the last two events, nobody has finished. And he's also the man behind the Backyard Run. It is what it says. Normally this takes place in his backyard. You run for 6.7 kilometers, and then you go again for the next hour, and the next hour, and the next hour, and it's last man or woman standing. You'll hear his voice pop up often as the voice of reason, or maybe a touch sarcastic. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot, Lance, for a pretty amazing uh, concept. And then I just uh, lit my place, and uh, my left butt cheek was just kind of paralyzed. Oh yeah, just be sure and take care of that butt cheek next time. Yeah, exactly. I don't. That's that's the one thing I'm gonna have to. I'll have to think about that for. Uh, you know what exactly happened there? Because yeah. You just get a sling for it. And on we go. Across three live streams on YouTube. Countless right, Zoom little streams. The race goes on. Race update. Each hour. That means you have run somebody drops. It's a combination of broken bodies, broken hearts, and even broken treadmills. So everything had been going well. Sat down to change my shoes. And one of my sons, who was not far away, said he could smell burning. We thought we were okay. Um, Jared then um, ordered a um, portable fan on um, Argos, um, you know, on, online, and um, then went down to the Sainsbury's Argos shop to um, collect the fan, figuring that we could then point that at the um, at the motor as well, just in case the motor was overheating. But um, 29 and a half hours in, and um, just all of a sudden it just stopped, and um, immediately un unplugged the treadmill because we weren't too sure what was happening. Um, and that was it, all over. And as we move on, 
one day goes. That's a full 24 hours, not just day into night. Running 6.7 kilometers. Your rest is what you make it. Remember, if you do it in 45 minutes, you get 15 minutes rest. You do it in 59 minutes, just one minute's rest. Hey everyone, uh, there's a lot of bad news uh, just you know, on this lap. There seems to, to be it's unlucky number uh, 32, so I'm uh, unfortunately dropping. You go for a run for 45 minutes, 15 minutes rest, you go again. In that 15 minutes, you've got to fit in food, sleep if you can get any, and the grind goes on. Kind of similar to the outside world. The same thing, day in, day out, run, rest, eat, repeat. But for how long? No, I'm out. Uh, but I wanted to say uh, a, a huge thank you. You guys did a tremendous job with a uh, very, very cool event. Also, uh, pretty impressive that you were able to undercut uh, Barkley's uh, entry fee. You know, it's that's not easy to do to, to get it under a dollar sixty. But quite uh, great job there too. Eventually, we're down to the final three, and it's eclectic to say the least. Anna Carlson, you mentioned her before, running on a frozen lake in Sweden. Radek in the Czech Republic. He's on a treadmill in what looks like his loft. And Mike running round the block in the USA. Finally. Three become two when Anna Carlson has to drop out. It's not fitness, it's not equipment, it's weather that's her problem. A snowstorm has drifted in across the frozen lake in Sweden. So she takes a bow and gets warmed by the fire. All right, for our five minute update, uh, you guys have completed 47 laps, which is 315.18 kilometers or 195.85 miles. We're coming up on 48 hours, two days of running, and 200 miles. Nice work, guys. And, oh, uh, there are two of you left, obviously. So we're down to the final two. One from the Czech Republic, one from the USA. Mike Wardian, well known on the circuit. When it comes to ultra running, being there, done it over a long distance. Radek, on the other hand, from the Czech Republic, a little bit more of an unknown quantity doesn't speak too much English, and he's not known to what is mainly an American and Canadian field. But he keeps going, and going, as does Mike. To describe these two men as they battle it out, both, as you imagine, lean. In fact, Mikey would say, the build of a rasher of wind, willowy, and long flowing hair to match. Radek, on the other hand, completely shaved head. Slightly bigger build, but there is nothing to choose between them. Where Anna left us in the 40s, these two are still going as we hit the 60s. Imagine that, 60 hours running non-stop. Imagine 60 hours doing anything non-stop. And then we reach the end of lap 62. In a completely unique race, there is a unique way that this is decided. Part controversy, part carelessness, Par fatigue. The bell goes for the final time, and this happens. Radek, the bell just went. You gotta get going. Radek, are you on mute? The bell just went. Radek, now to describe can you hear it, us? 
Mike is gone. You see him disappear from shot as he goes around the block. Radek is holding his tablet on his treadmill, staring at it. He then places it so he can watch his tablet on the display of the treadmill. And he waits. He looks ready to go, but he doesn't move. I think it's, been, it's been a full minute with no response. I think he's done. Time's ticking on. He still doesn't move. And after 62 hours of running, it comes to this. It's pretty cut and dry in the backyard rules. We've got to do, we've got to do the right thing. You have to leave the corral at the time. You need to leave the corral and be moving onto the course. And um, so we're going to have to stop, like, uh, stop the race here, which we really, really don't want to do. Travis, who's calling it there, is crying as he does it. He can't believe this has happened. After 62 hours, Radek has no response. He's disqualified. He's not left the corral in time. There's one thing left for Mike to do to win it. Can you clarify what Mike needs to keep doing? Does he need to finish this hour? Must finish yeah, the Mike, hour. Mike must finish this hour. Mike completes that lap number 63 and wins the golden toilet roll is his think about that 63 hours running and the prize is a toilet roll but what of Radic? why didn't he go can you hear us why did he just stand there like he was frozen in time it's simple enough the explanation and it's that combination of fatigue maybe a little bit of carelessness and we could say technology he finished lap 62 he then hit mute on his tablet so he could get some sleep imagine this you're talking five minutes of sleep because of the background noise of people talking on the feed he mutes it and then when it comes to the top of the hour he looks at his tablet which has on it not the zoom in full screen but a small screen so he can't see the clock and he's waiting for the sound this sound of course it never came by muting his tablet he didn't hear the corral he missed the time to go and he was out so the unique race ends in a unique way think about it in what other event has a mute button played a part after a bit of sleep and something to eat radic he did take it in good part he understood it was his mistake and in a strange way part of the race he was happy with his performance and they say every cloud has a silver lining in his case his cloud had a silver toilet roll. That's what he was awarded for coming second. Now bear in mind that wasn't available at the start of the race. That was a special award <laughs> and he deserved it. 62 hours. Think about that. And think about the winner. Uh, hey everyone, this is Michael Hordian. Um, my family and I just got home from the quarantine backyard ultra. And I just wanted to say um, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone out there. Um, for being part of this this weekend. We started with over 2,500 people and at the end it was down to me and one incredible athlete. Reddick was pushing me uh, beyond anything I think both of us has ever done in the past. It was a real honor and privilege to be a part of something beyond my imagination. An unsurprisingly tired sounding Michael Wardy in there after 63 Count them, 
63 hours of running. Now, whilst Michael was the last man standing, I think the last word of the quarantine backyard ultra should go to Dave. For all these people, we give people something to hope and to, to look forward to and to entertain themselves with in a time of quarantine. Thanks everyone for their help in making this podcast. Thank you, Stephanie of Tate Roots Consulting for arranging everything. Thank you to Richard McChesney. He's a man who has a slightly worn treadmill for sale. And thanks to Personal Peak, who arranged the race and made everything happen. They also have a great series of podcasts on ultra running for you to check out. Just Google Personal Peak. Ultra running, you're there. I'm Mark Pendergast. Thank you for listening. And this has been the story of the Quarantine Backyard Ultra.